Hi, and welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. I am a registered holistic nutritionist and a entrepreneur and biohacker. And this is a place where I talk about health and wellness and nutrition and basically my health journey. And it honestly varies for topics. I do a lot of interviews with experts who specialize in things like women's health and longevity. And then I also do a bunch of solo episodes, question and answer episodes, and really just try and bring you as much information as possible about health and wellness and biohacking. And today is a solo episode, I am diving into wedding wellness. I wish that I had one of these episodes prior to my wedding. And so I'm going to outline everything essentially that I did in order to get ready for my wedding. And internally, I mean, externally, I'm talking beauty, I'm talking like skin, hair, makeup, nails, all of that. I'm also talking about like physically what I did, you know, to be kind of at the fitness level or body shape that I wanted to be at. And then also energy wise and mental health wise, because it was a lot. (laughs) So um, honestly, and before a like, just a quick disclaimer, all of this is not necessary at all. Take what you want from this episode this is not at all me saying that you have to do what I did or you have to do anything even remotely similar to what I did. This is just kind of, you know, my view on what I wanted to look like and how I wanted to feel on my day. I personally, and I'm going to get into this, felt a lot of pressure to be a certain way. And if you don't feel like that and you have been able to ignore all of society's pressure to look a certain way and be a certain way, good for you. (laughs) I'm proud of you. Way to go. But if you just want more information and you want to hear what another bride did, that's what I'm giving. This is not medical advice (laughs) in the slightest. This is literally just what I did as somebody who is very into health and wellness. And before we dive into the nitty gritty, I want to give a shout out to the sponsors of this week. So first and foremost, Spermidine. I use Spermidine Life. This is one of my favorite supplements for mitochondria, for autophagy, especially as someone who is going through this preconception health period, which I've been focusing on since October. I really, really care about my cellular health and I really care about the mitochondria in my cells. And so spermidine is a ingredient that helps with that. It helps activate autophagy in the body. And autophagy is basically the process of cleaning up cells. So when autophagy is activated, it helps get rid of old cells and kill them off and make room for new, healthier and stronger cells. And so we kind of want this process to be happening all of the time. And it is happening all of the time, but there are things that we can do to enhance it. And Part of that is taking an ingredient like spermidine, which triggers it. And so obviously this matters when we're looking at things like optimizing preconception health, when we're trying to detox, cleanse, when, you know, even for a wedding or a big event, if you just kind of want to be in an optimal health state, we really want autophagy to be performing and activated at its best. So spermidine is 
fantastic for that. The other sponsor for the show is Bioptimizers. And like I said last week in my episode, I took several of their products with me to Costa Rica for my wedding and I use them every single day. So the magnesium is one of my favorites because it's full spectrum. So it has seven different types of magnesium in it, which each different type does something different in the body. So it's really important to get all of the different types and not just some basic cheap version that has one type in it that basically does nothing. So I love how holistic it is. I take one to two a day, depending on stress levels and activity levels, but that tends to be enough for me. They also have a great digestive enzyme blend and I use that few times a week. And I also use their probiotics, which is essential for a good gut health. And gut health is really important for hormones, preconception health, and all of that, which I'll get into another episode. So those are the sponsors. Thank you. And now let's dive in. Okay. So I think I'm going to start with, I don't know where to start. I think I'm going to start with the body And then I think I'm going to move to face (laughs) things afterwards. So I have my list here. I literally, so I got married in Costa Rica. If you don't know, I got married, I don't know, three weeks ago, three and a half weeks ago. And I went to Costa Rica a year before in February to like, you know, have a vacation, but also look at resorts and locations for venues. And at that trip, you know, 13 months before, 12 months before, I made my wedding wellness list on my phone. So it's a note of all of the things that I wanted to do in preparation for the day. And one of, you know, so I'm looking at this note right now. One of the things that I wrote was be more fit, trim down a size in terms of body. At the time when I wrote this, I was Again, like this is totally my personal experience and not advice for anybody. But I had definitely, I don't want to say gained weight, but like was not at the point where I'm usually at. And I have a a certain size, we'll say, that I like to maintain. And I, I kind of know when I'm my fittest and my healthiest based on how my clothes fit, to be honest. So when I made this list, I, was definitely heavier than I wanted to be a bit. And was, I actually think at that point when I made this list, I think I might've weighed the most I've ever weighed. My like my breasts were actually bigger as well. Like I look back at photos from that first Costa Rica trip and I have like a small chest. And when I look back, I'm like, wow, like I was definitely like the biggest in my chest, like my bra size I've ever been. And I really just wanted to be at a healthier or like more of a slimmer weight. Like the when I talk about this though, like in terms of BMI, I was within the healthy BMI. I was definitely not in a overweight BMI whatsoever, but I still wanted to be slimmer like I typically normally am. And so I when I added this to the list, I wanted to be really mindful of it because I did not want to slim down in any type of way that was drastic or harsh or not healthy. And that's why I made this list actually 12 months before the wedding was because I knew that if I was going to do these things in a holistic manner, 
it had to be like a slow burn versus not eating anything or cutting calories or over-exercising or fasting or whatever extreme thing in order to be a certain size. And I didn't want to do that. And I didn't do that. And I also have to be careful for myself because it's very easy to slip into a mindset of scarcity, of being just so obsessive about what you eat and what you look like and the size that you are. And I didn't want to do that because I think that can lead to eating disorders and different mental health struggles. And and I just wanted to be really careful with it. So I put that on there. The way that I went about doing that was I did, I basically, I think I really kicked it up a notch starting in September last year, maybe. I did 75 hard. And then I did another, my version of 75 hard in January, which was like, I called it seven for 70, which was basically the same thing. It was just seven habits for 70 days. And I did really well with that. My body responded very, very well to basically six months of more activity, not drinking alcohol, no sugar, no processed food whatsoever. And those were kind of like my essentials for it. So every single day I did a outdoor workout, like 45 minute walk with my dog or more. And then I did some other sweating exercise for that day. So it was either the gym, like weights, cardio, it was either spin class, it was yoga or the sauna. And I counted the sauna or steam room as my workout because I was sweating. So I did a lot of that though, like three or four times a week, I went to the steam room. So it was not in any way me in the gym every single day, just like pounding away on the weights or the cardio machine at all. It was way more gentle than that. And I still got kind of the results that I wanted to get. So I think that's important. I think, you know, if you're listening to this, chances are you are a bride or you are somebody who really just like values kind of like what you look like on the outside. And and like I do as well. And I think most people do. And so I think there is a way to lose weight and kind of tone and be the size that you want to be or be more fit through a more gentle approach. So walking every day for an hour plus some sort of other exercise and sweat session, I think is a great way to do it. I also avoided processed food, right? So literally like nothing, like I don't even think I had sushi, which I guess, you know, is debatable of if that's processed or not. I guess it depends on what is included in the rolls, but I Yeah, no alcohol, no takeout food, nothing deep fried, like no chips, like nothing, no cookies, no cereal, nothing out of a box, essentially. So everything was very like, I don't even know, like homemade and just like filled with nutrients, essentially is what I was doing. And I, and it was working. And so that's, yeah, I think that was my point. Leading up to the day, you know, the month before, the weeks before, I didn't really change this. I, I, again, like I didn't want to go into a mindset of I want to be any thinner than I am or any slimmer. Like I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to stop eating or anything like that because I knew, first of all, I just like didn't feel called to do that and I didn't feel like I needed to do it. 
But I also just knew it would have a lot of negative effects on my mental health. So I avoided that. And everyone feels so different about this. And like, I I wish that there wasn't the pressure that there is on brides and on women in general to look a certain way, but there is. And I think I don't want to sit here and say, oh, I was immune to it and I didn't feel it at, at all because that is the, the complete opposite. I felt a ton of pressure from many different places, from society, from friends, from family, even whatever remarks that they would say, like, even if they didn't mean to, it was there, it was this underlying thing. And in terms of what the groom feels or what your partner feels, like, it's a joke. Like, they don't feel any of that. Like, maybe slightly, but nothing compared to what is typically put on the bride and on women. And I I do think it's very unfair and I, I wish it wasn't that way. And yeah, you know, it's 2023 and I still felt that. And I don't know if, I don't know if that's ever going to go away, to be honest. There seems to be this narrative of like, your wedding day is the best day of your life. And like, this is the best you're ever going to look and spend all this money to look this certain way. And yeah, I think it's still like that. Was my wedding day the best day of my life? No. <laughs> I don't know when the best day of my life was or is. Maybe it hasn't happened yet. Do I think I looked the best on my wedding day that I've ever looked in my entire life? Probably not. I don't know. I don't think so. I'm 29 getting married. I don't know if... I mean, I also don't have any of my photos back, so I, I can't even really judge fully yet. But I don't even think I want to think like that. So that's my advice on terms of like weight loss and everything like that. Moving on from body, I think the other thing that kind of relates to this is like if we took if we talk internal for a second I did an IV drip before I left and I did it I think about six days before I left and so this IV that I did was with my naturopath it had B vitamins in it it had I also did a booster of glutathione afterwards it was like what was it It was B vitamins it was magnesium vitamin C I forget what else was in it but I went and did this because I wanted to be like kind of topped up on all of my levels before traveling. So we went to Costa Rica for three weeks, which included our honeymoon. And it was a lot. Like it was a lot. We did a wedding weekend. So everyone came from Thursday to Monday. So it was like this massive back-to-back events every single day and night. And I really wanted to feel as energetic as I could. I wanted my mental health to be in a good space. I wanted my stress to be low. And I just wanted to be thriving. And so if you're doing something similar, or even if you're just having you know, a one-day event, which is normal, I would suggest doing an IV if you can. I think you'll notice a difference in how you feel energy-wise and mental mentally. And I think that's really important. So take a look into that. I added the glutathione because glutathione is like your mega detoxer in the body. And I drinking obviously on a wedding weekend and also on a honeymoon, I just thought it was important to kind of top these levels up. And then also with traveling, I wanted to be able to detoxify as many toxins as possible in in the most effective, efficient manner. And so that's why I added that on. And I do recommend people do IVs if they can. They're pretty common now too, like just do it through your naturopath if you can. Okay, 
Otherwise, body, we're talking hair removal would be the other one. So I started, I did laser hair removal and I did Brazilian, which I would definitely recommend. If you're doing any type of destination wedding, or even if your honeymoon is a destination, which it is for a lot of people, I think laser hair removal is fantastic. I did five sessions. I will probably go back for another one. And so Brazilian is everything, like everything that you're thinking right now, it is that. (laughs) It's the butt, it's the front, it's all of it gone. And I really wanted to do this because I didn't want to be in a bathing suit and have like hair sticking out, to be honest. Like I didn't want to have bumps. I didn't want to have redness. I didn't want to have ingrown hairs, like nothing. I didn't even want to think about it. Like I wanted it completely off my radar. So I did that and I did it locally here in Port Moody, which is just outside of Vancouver. And it also included the armpits. So I got like a combo deal, which was fantastic as well. So it was so nice to have no hair and not think about it for again. Like, I just think it's worth it. If you are going to do laser hair removal, what I didn't know, and I'm, I'm glad I started so early is that Every session you do, you have to wait about five to six weeks before you could do another session. So it actually does matter that if you start early because you, after three sessions, like it's not enough. Like you need at least five sessions for most people in order for the hair to be like fully gone. So especially for Brazilian armpits, I find my hair is like gone. It was gone earlier, but the hair down there on your bikini line really just like is more of a stickler and sticks around for longer. So I would start it a year out, eight months out if you can. I think it's important to space it out and give yourself time and it's worth it. It's definitely, definitely worth it. It's not super cheap, but long-term, the ability to not have to shave and deal with all of those things like I talked about, I think is fantastic. The other thing with this is that I really wanted to do laser hair removal before getting pregnant regardless. So this like just lined up for me I for multiple reasons. So when you're pregnant, you can't really shave because you can't reach down there. And that would drive me crazy if that was my situation. Now, obviously, when your hormones change, you can grow back hair anyway, but I don't think it's going to be to the same fullness and thickness as it is before laser hair removal. So I wanted it just gone. (laughs) So I'm probably going to do a few more sessions to really just get it done and go from there. So I think that's it in terms of body. Let me see. Okay. The other thing would be self-tanner. I talked about this a lot on my Instagram stories. So I tried multiple different self-tanners throughout the year to figure out what was going to work for me. The one that I recommend, it's linked in my Amazon storefront. I have an Amazon storefront for the US and then I have an international one, which includes Canada. And the one that I use is called Beauty by Earth. Now, I recommend Beauty by Earth because it is certified clean by the EWG and all of those apps that look at the ingredients in things. This is the one that's the cleanest. So 
when you look at self-tanner, there's so many on the market, like St. Tropez and all of these like ones that everybody loves, but they're just filled with toxic chemicals. And I just was not okay with using something like that. So I use Beauty by Earth. I have their face one and I have their medium shade or light to medium for body. And I also have their dark shade. Throughout the year, I used light to medium. When I went to Costa Rica, I used the dark one. And I'm really happy that I did because when you're wearing white, when you're suddenly in a bathing suit all of the time in a bikini, if you're like me and you're fair skin, it was important for me to like not look as <laughs> pale as I did. So I love it. I've had no issues with it. So I use the cream. It does not streak. You essentially just like rub it on your body, wait 15 minutes, and then you can put clothes on. And then afterwards, I think it shows up within six hours, probably fully within eight. And I just reapplied it every four to five days. And I also naturally was tanning when I was in Costa Rica anyway, but it was really nice to have this glow going into the whole trip entirely. I also used the face one as well. Leading up to the wedding, like I would say six days out, I didn't use the face one because I knew I was going to be wearing a bunch of makeup and I didn't want, I just wanted as natural of a skin tone as I could. And obviously my freckles were out because of the sun. So I, I didn't want any sort of different color situation. So I stopped using it right before. But I would recommend this. I think it's great to have a bit of a glow. And this one is obviously clean, which I think is really important. I want to share with you something that I've recently been working on that has a very short deadline. But they always have short deadlines, right? It seems everything today is ASAP. Anyways, I have not been able to keep up with my self-care routine as much as normal. Less workouts, less meditation, and obviously my nutrition has slipped a bit as well. And part of that is definitely going to Costa Rica. <laughs> I was starting to get really stressed out when I remembered that the magnesium breakthrough I take every night for sleeping better is also a great support for stress management. In fact, magnesium is responsible for over 30 body reactions and magnesium breakthrough is the only magnesium formula that delivers all these seven different forms of magnesium, each with its unique benefits. One of them being feeling more calm, centered, and in control of our stress levels. So now I am taking magnesium breakthrough in the morning to counterbalance the stress from coffee and calm my nervous system for the day. Since I started, I've noticed a significant improvement in my overall sense of well-being, and I definitely feel more chill. If you're also trying to balance life demands, give it a try. Trust me, your mind and body will thank you for it. Visit magbreakthrough.com slash biohackingbrittany and order now. In addition to the discount you get by using my code biohackingbrittany, there are always amazing gifts with every purchase. That's also why I love shopping at Bioptimizers. Go now to magbreakthrough.com slash biohackingbrittany to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with your purchase. Okay. Now I feel like that's truly it for body. Yes. Okay. 
So getting to face, we'll start with, before we get to the face, we'll start with hair. I did, I highlighted my hair. This is really not, you know, groundbreaking information. I did a full head of highlights and then I did a touch up right before I left because I didn't want the little lines of roots showing. You know, everyone does their hair differently. Obviously, you're going to know what you want for your hair. Just make sure that you time it out. And if you do any type of hair trim or hair cut, I would do it a couple weeks before your wedding day. I think it's just important to let it grow a little bit. And like, what if you don't like it, right? Like, what if they cut it too short and then you have the length that you don't want for your wedding day? So just keep that in mind. I think the more time you have to plan out these things and these appointments, the better. The months before I left, honestly, I had appointments every week of things. It was insane. It was insane. And it's so expensive, right? Like you spend so much money on all of this stuff. But at the same time, is it worth it? Yeah, probably. And then in that same breath, like nails, I started doing my nails and like trying different things probably six months before the wedding. And I currently do what is called solar and it's solar dip. This is so specific, but essentially it's like, it's this new, I don't even know how to describe this, but like the solar nails are the longest lasting nails I've ever had. And I use dipping powder with them. So they last like a month, five weeks, which is exactly what I wanted for my trip because I was gone for three weeks. And I did, I added tips to them. I did coffin shape, which I'm glad that I switched to because I used to do squoval and then I, sh- I changed to coffin and then I just did the design that I wanted. Again, nothing groundbreaking. All women have such a specific way of doing their nails. So you do you. I would say that I would give yourself extra time for your nails. When I did my nail appointment for my wedding, they took three hours three hours because I told them it was for my wedding and they knew. So give yourself a lot of extra time and make sure it's a place that you've obviously been before and you have a relationship with. And I also would give yourself, I don't want to say a week. I guess mine was over a week. If If you have a one day wedding, I would do them a week out because if you need touch-ups or something's wrong or it gets chipped or anything like that, you have time to go back and for them to fix it. I did. I guess I did mine like two weeks out before I left and then it had a bit of growth, which is fine because that's kind of what I wanted. So yeah, that's what I would recommend for the nails. So getting into the face, what to start with? Let's start with teeth. Let's, yeah, maybe we'll go from like the bottom up. So teeth. I had my teeth whitened. I went through my dentist for this and I didn't want to buy whitening strips. I don't think they're necessarily healthy for you. I think if you want a cheap alternative compared to going through your dentist, I think you can do this. But personally for me, like I just didn't want to do that. So I went through my dentist and they gave me like, I forgot what it's even called. It was basically like syringes And then you would squeeze it and put it into a like mouth guard type of idea and then put it on your teeth and hold it there for 20 minutes or so. And I think we, me and my my husband, we did, we both did it. I think there were 10 in there, maybe 12. 
sessions of it. And so we did this quite a few months out, probably six months out, we did this. So the good thing about this is the way that I did it is I actually have a mouth guard that has red light therapy in it and blue light. And so I just used that. And so I just bought the syringes from my dentist. I added it to this like molded mouth guard I already had. And then I combined it with red lights and blue light. And that was really nice because red and blue light is really good for your gums, really good for your teeth, really good for getting rid of bad bacteria in your mouth as well. So I loved this and would recommend it. I think if you are interested in red or blue light for your teeth, I think the company that I have is called Primal Organics, I want to say. Yes. But I think there's a lot of people doing that now. Now, On the market now, I think there's a lot of different brands out there. So feel free to try that. I think teeth whitening is important. Like I haven't whitened my teeth probably in a long time. Like, I don't know, six years, seven years, like a very long time. And there's like natural staining that happens, right? From like coffee, wine, these types of things. So I really wanted like whiter teeth on the day. And my partner, he definitely needed it as well because he hadn't white whitened his teeth in, I don't even know, 10 years, a longer time. So I suggest this. And again, give yourself time to be able to use the whitening strips over a few months or you know the syringes of the gel like I used because you can't really do it every single day. Okay. Moving up from that, eyebrows. I had my eyebrows done. My girlfriend has a spa. And so I went to her and she microbladed my eyebrows. I've had my eyebrows microbladed twice before. So this is not new, but I wanted someone to reshape them and do it better. And I knew I could trust her. So I went and visited her and she did them. I really suggest this, especially if you have the money, regardless, basically, I suggest this for all women. (laughs) If you're having a wedding or not, I think your eyebrows really shape your face and it's really nice to have them done and you don't have to wear makeup any day at all. So like if you naturally don't have makeup on and your eyebrows are full, it looks so much better. It really frames your eyes. It really frames your face and it just looks more full. So it's basically like, for those who don't know, microblading is like a temporary tattoo. It lasts, I think, between three to five years maybe. And you do like touch-ups as needed. Like I'm going to go do a touch-up and depends also like on what side of your face that you sleep on and that type of thing as well. But I would recommend this. And on the wedding day, like the makeup artist, she did touch up my eyebrows a bit and kind of even them out. But it wasn't like she had nothing to work from. And also it was really nice for the other days and for the honeymoon to just have them nicely done for photos and everything like that. So I do recommend this. It is more expensive if you live in a city. I went to my girlfriend, so I didn't really pay much for them previously when I've done them in the city in Vancouver. I don't know. I've paid like 400, 500 bucks, maybe Canadian. You can pay way more than that though. It's probably like 600 in some places now. So it is a long appointment and there is a healing period for this. So again, do your research because they are really bold right away. Then they take a week or two weeks to peel. And then it takes a while for like the pigment to come back. So you want to do this. Like I 
for my wedding in March, I did my eyebrows at, in January. I did it two months out to give it time because you also can't overexpose them to sun right away when you get them done. So do your research and plan it out. See, this is why you need your list, your wedding wellness list, because you actually can't do like basically anything the week of or like the month of. Like everything has to be so planned out because most of the things take time and need time to heal or like time to show up. Yeah. So that was the teeth whitening. That was the eyebrows. And then I guess we can talk about let me see what else is on here. My skin. So I did a lot for skin. I did PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma facials. They're also known as like the vampire facials. I've posted this a lot on social media, on Instagram mostly. And this really helped with filling in underneath my eyes. It also helped with getting rid of different pigmentation that I had because essentially the way that the facial works is like they... I do it through my naturopath. So she takes my blood, she separates the platelet-rich plasma from it, which is like the gold yellow component. It gets injected back into your face and then she microneedles some on top of your face as well. So it's really nice because it, you, the microneedling is also really good for just exfoliating your skin and like re refreshing your skin. And it really does give you a glow. With the PRP, if you've never done it, I would say you need three sessions in order to see results. It's expensive. This is not cheap. I do it for my naturopath. And again, she's my friend. So she gives me a good rate. I think on average is probably $500 per session, potentially more if you're in a city. I don't know what the prices are like in the States. It's probably more, I would say. But it's definitely become more common. So it, it might be cheaper now. I'm not quite sure. But I've done a lot of PRP. Like I started doing PRP in 2020 maybe. And I've probably done 10 sessions in my lifetime. And for different reasons. So I've like healed scarring. I used to have scarring around my chin from like old acne from years ago. It's helped, again, like I said, like fill in in between my eyebrows, underneath my eyes. And I will probably go back now that I'm thinking about it. So I did PRP and I did it in the fall. So I did it like six months before the wedding. I didn't do it closer to it because again, you exfoliate a lot from that. You peel a lot from that. So plan plan it out. And then in terms of skin as well, I also did Zeomin and filler. So this was my first time doing filler. I wanted to be really careful with it because I think filler can look really fake and can look really, there's like a line, right? Like, and same with Zeomin, there's a line between like, this is enhancing your natural beauty and like, this looks unnatural on you. So when I did my filler, I was really, really careful with this. And I did underneath my eyes and my cheeks, which I am happy that I did. And then I did my lips as well. So if you're going to do filler, I my personal recommendations is underneath the eyes, I think is great. I think most people, like I'm 29, like I think most women, people, when you get to this age, underneath the eyes you know, you could probably use. And then cheeks as well is nice because it actually like lifts your face a bit more. It gives you more of like 
a cheekbone because they do the cheeks and then they like do it up towards your eye. So it's on a slant. So it's really, you know, helps mold your face. And so I'm happy I did that. I did lips. I think I did. I don't even know. I did a small amount in lips, like half a vial, maybe. I don't remember. Maybe even, I think it was less than that. And I would not do lips again. So right away when you get filler, it's way more swollen than it's going to stay. It goes down after about a week to two weeks. And by the time that it went down to like its size that it is right now, like the difference between my regular lips and right now is like a fraction of a difference. And I would not do it again. It is expensive. Filler is expensive. And again, like I think for me personally, like under eyes, it's a worthy investment. Cheeks, worthy investment. But lips, I would not do again because it's just too expensive. And I don't, I don't see the benefit from it. Uh, I wish I knew that before I spent the amount of money I did on it. <laughs> but that's okay. So, you know, with filler, it lasts about six months. Six months from now, you know, in the summer or whatever fall, I will probably just maintain a bit in the cheeks and under my eyes and I won't do lips again because I just don't think it's worth it. However, if you are somebody with naturally very thin lips, I can see why you might think that filler is worth it. I would play around with this and I would give yourself time. I think that that's like the most important thing that you can take away from this episode. If you are doing any of these beauty treatments, give yourself time for trial and error. Because if you don't like your filler, you need to wait two weeks to actually see what it's going to look like. Then you need to go and get it dissolved, which is going to take time as well. And you might be bruised from it from the injections. So you, your face needs to heal. So give yourself time. I think if you have thin lips and you want filler, great. My lips are, I would say are naturally pretty plump. And like, I just don't think I really needed it and I would not do it again. However, like I said, under eyes for me is, has always been kind of like a thinner area. I naturally actually have thin skin. It's kind of like my mom does as well. It's just something that I have to deal with. And so, you know, it helps take away that look of like dark under eyes because you are filling it with, I don't know, whatever ingredient they use. Zeoman I did as well. So Zeoman I've done, I don't know, for a year now maybe, which is like just more of a natural version of Botox. I only do it in between my eyebrows and on the side of my eyes. So I really like this. I think that especially for a wedding. I would recommend it. I think if you, <laughs> I think if you are, I don't know, personally for me, like I, again, I have thinner skin. So I have, you know, wrinkles and fine lines like show up easier for me. And so when you do salmon in between the brows or Botox, like it freezes it, right? So any type of line in there or like the 11s, they call it, you no longer have that. And so you look less, I don't want to say angry, but like there's less of a frown look. And so I personally like that. I think it just looks more plump and I, I think it's fine. I also do around my eyes just so that when I'm smiling, like the skin on the sides of my face isn't like super, my eyes aren't like super wrinkled on the sides. 
I don't really do my forehead. I talked to my, I see a medical doctor for it. I talked to her about it. She said that if we do my forehead, you have to be careful because if you do too much Botox in the forehead or Xeomin, it can like weigh you down. And so I don't really know how people do this because so many people have like such shiny flat foreheads without any any lines. And I, I don't know how they do that because my doctor didn't recommend it for me. So I haven't done that yet. I probably will. Like I'm not against these things because I think they're, I think they're really helpful, but yeah, I just don't really know how people do it without like it pushing down your eyebrows or like, yeah, I don't know. You can also do it underneath your eyebrows, which for people who have like really low brows or also what's it called? Like when the the brow skin basically like folds over your eyelid, I think if you do Xeomin or Botox there, it really opens the eyes. And so I think that's a great idea as well. I am very pro doing whatever cosmetic thing that you want to do, even surgery, if it makes you feel better. If it makes you feel better about yourself, if it helps with confidence, I say go for it. I am not against them. Even as a biohacker, even as somebody who is super into holistic health and like cares a lot about like longevity and my skin health, I still think that these treatments have their time and place. And for me, a wedding is that time and place 100%. Like if I was ever going to spend all the money on the things to do, it's for the wedding. And that's the approach that I took and I'm happy I did. Will I continue with Xeomin? Yeah, probably. I think I'll, I think I will always do in between my eyes and on the sides of my eyes. I don't know if I'll do more than that. Again, I'm 29 and I just want to be careful about changing things too much because then you have to upkeep it and it's expensive. And also like you, I don't know, like you kind of get addicted to it and then you want to do more and more and more. Right. So there's kind of this element of like, just, I want to do the bare minimum in order to like keep some sort of like glow to my face and my skin. I don't want to look any different essentially. Again, these are just my recommendations. Like You don't have to do any of this. <laughs> Filler is more expensive than Xeomin, but Xeomin, you have to do more often. It lasts three months. Filler lasts six months. Filler, I think the price is per one vial. I think that, I think it's by vials, which is one mil. I think it's $700 Canadian. Xeomin is nothing compared to that. It's like, I don't even know. It's like $12 per vial, but you need way more, right? So like it's, you can't even really compare it. Like you'd have to break down how many vials you need of each and you need way more vials of Xeomin than you do a filler. You'd also have to break down like how often you need it and like how much you need. So, and I'm glad that I did this. So like I started doing Xeomin, like I said, over a year ago. So it wasn't new for me to do this for the wedding but filler was new for the wedding that I did. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I won't do it again. I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll see six months from now, like how I feel like my face looks and if I feel like I need it. Yeah. As a biohacker and somebody who is just super into health, especially on a cellular level, I really, really value autophagy. And there's different ways to trigger autophagy, like fasting, 
But as someone who, you know, is very wary of her hormones and menstrual cycle right now, fasting every single day isn't something I am currently looking at doing. However, you can trigger autophagy through taking spermidine. So I take spermidine from a company called Spermidine Life. I talk about them on my social media as well. And essentially, I take two of their supplements every single day. Autophagy is the cellular renewal process that happens. And when you take spermidine, you are helping to trigger this to happen more often and more frequently. And so basically, you are getting healthier, more active, cleaner cells, and kind of killing off and getting rid of the ones that are sluggish and old. And we really, really do want to help this process and let it happen more naturally in the body, but we can also support it through taking spermidine. This process decreases as we age. So it actually gets more and more important that we you know, bring in things like a spermidine supplement to support it. You also notice a difference about two to three months after taking spermidine every single day in your hair, skin, and nails. It has made my hair grow. My nails are so long right now. Seriously, they are so long and it really helps you have glowing, healthy skin. So it helps with longevity. It helps with cleaning up your cells and it helps with all of the beauty things that we all care about. You can try spermidine. I suggest it. They even have a subscription. So you just sign up for a subscription and then you don't even have to think about it. It just gets delivered to your house. Isn't that so easy and smart? I take their current one that's called Extra Plus. This has 1,300 milligrams of Selvio wheat germ extract in it, which is the spermidine. You can go to my website, www.biohackingbrittany.com, go to my shop page and click to Spermidine Life right there. Use my link, use my discount code, which is Brittany in all capitals, and you will get a discount on everything. They even have powder forms you can add to water. They have stronger forms, which I'm taking right now, or you can take the basic formula. There's lots of different options for you. And it will be linked in the show notes of this podcast episode as well. So go right now, try Spermidine Life if you want to enhance your autophagy, support your longevity, and also get some hair, nails, and skin benefits. And then other than that, I also looked at, I guess we should talk about this while we're on this topic. I also did an aqua gold facial. This would be the one thing that I would not recommend. (laughs) I heard this on another podcast and, you know, these skincare experts were talking about to this bride and they were like, if you're going to do anything, do your filler and your Xeomin or Botox and do this aqua gold facial. And I was like, okay, great. I'm going to go do that too. Don't do it. (laughs) It is such a waste of money. Oh my gosh. Okay. First of all, this facial is expensive. I think it's like $600 Canadian. So whatever, that's like what, $450 US. And this is basically, they take like these injections, these vials, and in them is like a microdose of Botox, a microdose of filler, and a bunch of antioxidants and great things for your skin. And they put it on your entire face, okay? So your entire face kind of looks like blurred. I don't know how else to say it. It looks like you have a filter on your face. And 
I was like, oh, this sounds great. This is going to be perfect for photos. Like it shrinks your pore size, which it does. I think this is such a waste of money. I would not do this again. I think if you are somebody who has a lot of acne, if you have large pores, if you have a very oily face, it might be good for you. It might be different. For me, I don't really deal with any of that. I definitely have like larger pores on my nose, which I think most people do, but nothing to the extent of, wow, this person has big pores, like you should deal with this. So when I heard this, I was like, oh, okay, like it's going to just kind of give me more of a glow. Any fine lines is kind of going to kind of minimize. The effects are like so barely noticeable. I just don't think it's worth $600. It only lasts, I think, two months as well, because essentially they're not injecting it like deep into the skin. It's on like the top layers. So your body just metabolizes it and then it goes away versus when you actually do Xeomin or Botox or filler and it's like injected deep into the skin. So I think that, I don't know. I think if you have a lot of extra money and you really want to go for it, I don't think it's worth it personally. I think you're better off figuring out the filler and Botox that you might want, and then doing like a laser facial to get rid of like acne scars or hyperpigmentation. I forget the name of the laser facials that everyone recommends. IPL maybe? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh no, it's called BBL, but not the Brazilian butt lift. <laughs> the facial version. I forget I forget what it stands for. But yeah, I would do some sort of laser facial. I would not do the aqua gold learn from my mistake. If I could take anything back, it would be that facial. And last but not least, sunscreen. So I finally found a good face sunscreen. I tried a few different ones. I wanted something super clean and that was not going to impact the skin and make me break out, make me peel, anything like that. And I think this is really important. So I use Young Goose. I have an affiliate account with them. I will link it in the show notes for you. They have a very, very nice, lightweight SPF facial moisturizer. And this is what I used my entire trip in Costa Rica. It's SPF 30. If you know anything about SPF, you know that the research shows that basically anything after SPF 30 is like minimal and actually doesn't really do anything. And it's all like marketing and basically a lie. So they're SPF 30 and that's all you need. And I applied this daily a few times a day and, and it was great. It was really, really lightweight. It wasn't oily. It didn't have toxic sunscreen chemicals in it. They use zinc and I think titanium oxide, which is like more of a sun block, but it wasn't like pasty and white. It didn't clog my pores. It wasn't thick. It wasn't hard to get off, which is kind of the case with a lot of face sunblocks. So I recommend Young Goose. I will link them. Like I said, they're also linked on my website with all of the products that I use. Go check them out. They're the best. And I will actually continue to use that product. So this summer, I will use it as I go camping, as I travel, because I think it's great. I think that's about it. The only other things like I did were really little. Like I got fake eyelashes. I think most people do. I'll read you the ones that I got off of Sephora, just in case you want them as well. 
So these are new, actually. So they're called Velour Lashes. Velour is like one of the best brands out there for eyelashes. I got the ones called Effortless No Trim Natural Lash Collection. And the color is called Soulmate. And I'm very, very happy with them. I lost them on my wedding night. (laughs) Well, like after I took my makeup off. But if I was going to buy fake eyelashes again for any type of event, I would buy these exact ones because they were very, very natural looking. They didn't, they weren't super dramatic. They weren't super cat eye. They were really, really enhancing. And that's exactly what I wanted. And I would recommend these ones again. I think that's basically it. The eyelashes. Yeah, I also used eye whitener, but I used a very basic eye whitener on the day and actually on that whole weekend just to like get rid of any red eye that happened. I was in and out of the water all the time. I wear contacts. So like it was really important for me to just have very clear eyes. And I used like the basic, I forget the name brand, the one that everybody uses, that eye whitener. And it was also really nice. I used it on the plane as well because I needed it. But yeah, those are my recommendations from, you know, teeth whitening to eyebrows, ZM and filler, highlights, self-tanner, trimming down, nails, eye whitener, sunscreen, PRP, eyelashes, laser hair removal, aqua gold facials, and IVs. That is a lot. Again, you don't have to do everything that I did. This, like, this was my limit on how much money I wanted to spend and how much time I wanted to spend. But like now, post-wedding, looking back on this, like this was thousands of dollars, guys, thousands of dollars. But I felt my best, right? So it's such a trade-off. I I don't think there's any, like other than the stupid aqua goldfish, I don't think there's anything else I wouldn't do, do again. Like probably the lip filler as well, like I wouldn't do again. But other than those two things, everything else I would have done the same. And for the products that I mentioned, like the self-tanner, the teeth whitening. I will link, I'm going to link all of this in the show notes so that you can go and research this yourself and see what you want. My biggest piece of advice is seriously, seriously, give yourself time. If you were getting married in a month or six months, like you need to narrow down this list and narrow down your list because Sometimes things don't look good and you have to go back and fix it or it takes time to see the results with a lot of like these facials types of things. So the more time you can give yourself, the better. And the more you plan it out, the better as well, right? If you're getting married in a year, you know, plan out all of your appointments. Try get like deals as well. There's always promotions going on for all of these types of things. And also it's less stressful the more time you give. But yeah, I think also the lesson from this is like, I will take some of these things and continue them in my day-to-day life um, because I I just like how they make me feel and how they, how they make me look, but I won't be doing all of it. So stay tuned for another episode coming this week. I will be having an interview coming up and yeah, lots more to come. If you have any specific questions about things I talked about, message me on Instagram. That is where I am mostly active at Biohacking Brittany. And if you listened last week, you know that I am developing a preconception health program. This is a proactive program for all of the healthy people and wellness people and biohackers listening. I think it's really important to be proactive about your health before you try and conceive. So this is coming 
I have a private link right now for people who want to be on the wait list for this program before it launches. I'm going to give you a discount, like straight up. So if you want to be on this, I really, really suggest it. And I am developing this program because I don't really see anything like this out there beyond the recommendations of like, don't drink alcohol and take a prenatal vitamin. Like, no, I want to have the healthiest baby, healthiest pregnancy possible. And I want my partner's sperm to be as healthy as possible. I want to reduce the risks of miscarriage and birth defects and all of these other things. And so that's why preconception health is so, so important. I talk about this on Instagram. Message me if you want that link and stay tuned for another episode coming this week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website, which is biohackingbrittany.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at biohackingbrittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at biohackingbrittany.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.